0: Gonna
1: drive. Welcome to
2: Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter
3: good evening everybody welcome to another edition of red white and blue Jays live great to have you with us we are streaming to multiple places now so you should be able to find us somewhere so we have been on Twitter and uh, YouTube uh, most recently uh, but you can now find us within our blue Jays UK fan group on Facebook uh, we're also on Twitch and and we're also on daily motion, so going out in lots of lots of places. We'd love as much interaction as we possibly can get from you guys. Uh, hopefully you can get some questions in there and we will keep an eye on those various places just to make sure that we, we pick up on what you're saying. So welcome aboard. Really great to have everybody. Uh, let's just go around our normal crew and then we are <laughs> going to be delighted to welcome our very very special guest who is so thrilled to be with us this evening but let's let's go around the screen um Daniel how are you doing how's your week been I'm so
4: I'm wallowing in a glorious um well of nostalgia at the moment Steve I went and saw the the latest Top Gun film um the other day It was really good and Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Disney plus over here now so I'm just <laughs> like I'm back in the 80s and it's fantastic. So we might have just won a couple of World Series as well. The way I'm feeling, that's that's the sort of moment in time that I am at the moment.
3: Bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, uh, Top Gun, uh, worth, worth the money to go and oh, see? Yeah.
4: See it on the biggest screen with the best sound system you can. Proper summer blockbuster. Really enjoyed it.
3: Very, very good. Mark, how are you doing, sir?
2: Doing great. Can't complain. had a good week. What do we want? Five out of six this week? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Really, really good week compared to what we were sort of, well, I suppose we were forecasting some some positivity last week, but I think we were a little bit melancholy just of where the Jays were seven days ago. So yeah, re- really positive week. Elizabeth, uh, always our glass full lady. How you doing? How was your week?
1: Oh, it was good. I mean, it's nice. We got 30 degrees and sunshine out here right now. So it's proper summer going on and um I just I don't want to get too happy because I just I feel bad I'm sitting here looking at Nick on the screen and he just looks absolutely (laughs) like crestfallen so I don't want to like rub it in or anything but last week I I said that I thought that we would split with St. Louis which I was right about and I said that we would take three or four from the angels and I've never been happier to be wrong about something
3: yay so
1: yay Um, and also um guest appearance oh The cat's back. Everybody, oh, she's not a happy guest. Yeah,
3: <laughs> clearly an Angels fan.
1: That was a non-consensual guest appearance, right yeah.
3: there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, Dave, how are you doing, sir?
5: I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, very, um, very good. Nothing, nothing too much to report. Just about 20 degrees cooler than where Elizabeth is, and uh, not quite as sunny.
3: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and are you back in the garage this week?
5: I am. I've yeah. moved place also, so you don't see the blank picture frames behind me. So <laughs> this is a this is this is my golf locker in the background here. But yeah. very,
3: very good. Great to have you. And a massive warm welcome to a good friend of mine who I've known for a long time and uh super, super nice chap, Nick Wright of LAA Angels UK. Welcome,
0: Nick. How are you, sir? Yeah, thanks, Steve. Great to be joining you all. You look very happy, and <laughs> I, I am not. But no, it, it's lovely to get the chance to chat with you and yeah. talk some baseball.
3: Yeah, it's always good to talk baseball. Uh, we, we've, I think all of us, you know, at some point during the season already, have had our highs and our lows. You just happen to have hit us on a very high week. Um, but it'd be good to catch up with you and just, you know, as we reflect in terms of what's happened over the last four games, get your perspective of what was quite a tipsy-topsy set of games um, some some incredible moments uh, some chaotic moments but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute but what I really wanted to get you on initially was you have just had the most amazing trip so let's let's just dip into your trip overseas because Elizabeth uh, texted us and said Steve there's this guy from the UK who they're f- making a lot of fuss about and I thought <laughs> I know who he is so you know you were spotted worldwide my friend
0: yeah, it was it was a whirlwind trip. It was pretty surreal, to be honest. And it feels like a lifetime ago already. Um, I, th- I think I've been back. What's the date no, today? Maybe I've been back about three weeks, but or two weeks. I don't even know. But it, it feels like months ago now. And yeah, it was just it was just it picked up momentum. T- to be honest, from the moment I landed at LAX, I was always already getting quite a bit of attention. My tweets were blowing up a bit, and people people honestly, I know, I'm sure you're exactly the same, Steve. And I'm sure every other team is the same when we go over there and people were just so happy to see us so happy that their part of the world is represented in the UK. So happy to see us coming over and supporting baseball and supporting the team. So even when I stepped off the plane and put a few tweets out saying I'd landed and was on the freeway, that kind of thing, it was getting attention and everyone was welcoming me to the club. And then from that point on, it just sort of blew up. Uh, The first night I went there, we, we had a shutout victory, three nil victory. I was, absolutely exhausted stepped off the plane went to the game finally got to bed i think i'd been up for about 30 hours um the next day but the so the angels actually and they sorted me out completely for those first two days they got me tickets behind home play really you know, you know really treated me well the next day i got to go down to watch bp oh everything's falling over here uh got down to watch bp and that was just an amazing experience got to meet taylor ward who I'm sure you noticed when he came back into the lineup yesterday he's a fantastic ball player. and He's having an incredible season. Met Joe Madden. Joe Madden came on my podcast the year before and got oh, to meet man. him in person, have a chat with him. And just honestly, it was surreal. Met the broadcast team. So Erica Weston, who's our new you know, pitch side reporter and does all the interviews. She came up to me and said, look, the Bally Sports want you on the broadcast. Do you want to do it? And I was like, why not? And from that moment on, honestly, from from that fifth inning, we actually lost that game on Saturday, but no one really remembers it, and especially not me, because I I didn't watch the game from the fifth inning onwards. (laughs) As soon as I was was on the broadcast, my phone just blew up completely. Um, And it was just an amazing experience that suddenly, at that point, I could have gone home happy, you know, just had a couple of days out of the ballpark, a win, a loss, but just loads of great people, met loads of people, but then it just exploded again. And We had two games that just live so long in the memory for Angels fans. The first one, I think it was 11-3 victory against the Rays, but pretty much everything historic happened. Trout broke the Angels stadium home run record. Shohei hit his first ever professional grand slam. Trout and Atani went back to back. Rendon hit his first ever left-handed thing over the fence. like ridiculous. Just what a game. Everything blew up. And then do you know what they did? Go back and top it next day reed detmers goes and throws a no hitter like you could not make that up you could not make up a run of baseball like that when i was there i was there for six days and i saw some of the most historic things we'll see in a long time as angels fans so it honestly was such a great trip i met so many great people and just truly i already loved that club but truly fell even further in in love in love with the sport in love with the team in love with the people and yeah didn't want to come home steve
3: no, no, and, and clearly, as I've just watched a couple of your um, res- responses on your Twitter feed, in terms of everybody wants you to go back, uh, particularly after these <laughs> last four four games, because clearly you were doing something over there that that helped them. No, I thought that was your first trip, but I I then picked up that it, I'd got that wrong. You, you'd been out before.
0: Yeah, I'd done a few. So I used to, I went quite a lot when I was a child. Um, my yeah. parents loved vacationing in California so went over there and that's how I sort of picked up being a team but I did two solo trips by myself and actually you'll love this one the first one I went to by myself was 2015 and we got swept by the Blue Jays <laughs> and absolutely and not just sweat I mean we got absolutely destroyed I mean 2015 was a great year for you right I mean I think you were an exceptional team but we were nowhere so I went over there I think it was an August series and we got swept and then I went over in 2019 but it was just quite depressing. It was late September. The Angels were out of contention. Trout was on the injured list. So was Atani. I think Upton was out. There was nothing going on. So it was just really nice to be back there finally and see a, a winning Angels team.
3: Very good. Excellent. Guys, got any questions for Nick from his... Uh, uh, let's start with you, Elizabeth, because you were the one who actually spotted... I, I I knew Nick was going, but I'd sort of forgotten and then you, you sort of highlighted it. What was that like listening to, you know, somebody from the UK on your screens in canada what sort of sort of uh response was there in your part of the world
1: well i mean it was just I, what sort of response there was outside of my own apartment i don't really know because <laughs> um this is about the most baseball talk i get i need better friends honestly here <laughs> in Toronto, but this is like the most baseball talk i get in a week um I just thought it was really exciting because of course, knowing you, Steve, and I was—I think I actually texted you and said, hey, if you come to Toronto, you have to have them do this. So it was just neat to see knowing that there was that connection that I was like, oh, that's cool that he's over there and that the Angels are getting him really involved. So I wanted to ask Nick, was it just something that kind of organically grew over Twitter or had you reached out to the Angels organization yourself and said, Hey, I'm, I'm coming here just to let you guys know, this is what I do. Like I'll be there. Super excited to attend the games. Yeah. Whatever.
0: So it's a bit of both, to be honest. So there's been a, over the years, obviously, as I've built up more of a following and done this, so I've been doing this in 2017 now, but it probably took three or four years to really get some attention from the angels and, um, then it all sort of came about last year. So i had been back and forth with him a little bit, but not too much. And it came about last year, as I said, Joe Madden came on my podcast, and that was actually his choice. Um, he got the Angels PR people to get in touch with me, because he'd, he'd seen what we were doing on Twitter. I'd seen, you know, what we're doing on Instagram and everything, growing the game over, and he loves that sort of thing. I mean, as I'm sure you're all aware, he's a pure baseball man. So he was just thrilled to see what we were doing over here in the UK. And he he wanted to give, a, give up a bit of his time and come on the show. So that was last year in just before spring training. And since then, we've had a bit of a relationship afterwards. So we've gone back and forth a bit. But I did email them just to let them know I was coming out. And just largely to just to meet up. All I really wanted to do was meet up with a few people that I've been emailing with for years. Um, but it went from there. I mean, they obviously very much looked after me. And it was fantastic to, to, to be there and to have that experience and just really can't speak highly enough of the organization for what they do. And the people that work there, they're all just fantastic people and really looked out for me. So a lot of respect. I, I don't know if you saw, they also gave me a jersey with my name on the back as well with my uh, Twitter handle on the back. So they just, those little touches really make it worthwhile. That
3: is brilliant. Yeah, it's also, awesome, isn't it? You
0: know that that a, a ball club will do that,
3: and uh, I, I think we've, you know, we we've often reflected in our UK world over here. We're in a WhatsApp group. Nick and I are in a WhatsApp group with a number of the UK account holders, and uh, I think we've all had sort of varying successes in terms of inroads into ball clubs. Some have picked up much more than than others in terms of the UK presence. Uh, um, Pete, who runs the Marlins account, he's done particularly well and Dave who runs the Phillies account has done very well as well Um, and uh, George with the Astros Uh, so there's there's some key guys who've who've done done quite well I think with our response here with the Blue Jays we've done okay Um, I I think to be honest you you know it's not been spectacular but it's it's been okay Um, you know the the Jays I think you know generally will try and engage with people um, but I don't think they particularly have had a leaning towards the UK, mainly because I, I mean, I guess there's a lot of UK connections into Canada, perhaps more than there is maybe in, into the States um, for, for various reasons. But ah, brilliant trip. I think I think all of us, you know, particularly perhaps Daniel and Dave uh, from from the UK here. Well very jealous of uh, of what you achieved. I know Daniel, you had a bit of an experience on your honeymoon in terms of the Jays doing something. Well,
4: oh yeah, well I was I was shameless. I mean I basically went around holding a virtual sign saying, I'm on honeymoon, give me everything. But <laughs> and I did, I did what Nick did. I I contacted the Jays before I went out and said it's gonna be my first baseball match. Um and I want to come. is gonna be with you. And they were great. I got a behind-the-scenes tour uh before the game. I got to go to batting practice as well. Um and I said in the podcast. Jose Bautista was there and I didn't know who he was. That's how bad, that's how new I was to it. And he walked past, he was he'd just been interviewed and he walked past and looked at me like, Are you not going to ask me for an autograph or anything? And I was, you know, <laughs> it's like a football, like I said it's like a footballer, um, a football fan seeing Messi in front of him, not knowing who he is. So I regret that. But the Jays, they really looked after we got a couple of balls from the game as well. And I think I think the the way that baseball teams generally reach out to the fans whether it's UK fans and we can milk it a little bit that we're from the UK and it's a big thing, but the way they just sort of interact and, and look out for people over there is fantastic. So it was really, it was great to see the, the treatment that Mick got and, and actually what was really nice about it, I think was the fact that it was, it did just grow and it was just because people are kind and lovely and it wasn't necessarily a man going around saying, I'm on honeymoon, give me everything. It was just, you know, it was the generosity and kindness of, of the human spirit and it was wonderful
0: to see.
3: Yeah, t- Totally. Nick, just give us a little, because your um, article on the Backflip and Nerds website uh, was an interesting insight into you a little bit. And, you know, not many people would perhaps know a bit about your background. And just give us a little bit of a flavor of what that article was saying and why this trip was
0: so important to you. Yeah, it kind of goes on from what Daniel was saying there um, in terms of the kindness and, So I wrote an article after my trip and Batflips and Nerds had asked me just to do a recap kind of thing. And I got to the point where I was writing it or just about to write it where I thought everyone who's interested kind of knows about my trip already. I'm sure they've they've seen my tweets. I put podcasts out, you know, videos, whatever. So I thought if you're actually interested, you probably already have a, a basic understanding of what happened on my trip. So I kind of wanted to write something a bit different. And I said in the article, I've had, I'm sure as many of us have over the last few years, had my own mental health problems and anxiety. And I had started getting panic attacks about 2019, I think. Um, although I'm pretty sure I had them earlier, but didn't really know what they were. But I, I had a really, really bad one at the end of autumn 2019. And that kind of like triggered me. And So it's been a, it's been a very up and down few years. And I just said in my article, for those six days I was in Anaheim and those six days watching baseball and being around these people being around, I just felt so comfortable. I didn't have one moment where I thought I felt anxious or felt like something was coming on. I just felt purely comfortable and happy. And honestly, it's been a long time since i would had that feeling. And I said in that I got a text from my mom and she she'd been following eight hours time difference. So she'd seen pictures and seen bits and pieces that I was sending her, whatever. But she just said to me, she said, I haven't seen you that happy in a long time. And it it resonated with me because I thought I hadn't thought about it, but she was right. And I just think that's what baseball can do. And that's sort of, it's a community. It's a, it's a different sport than anything else, I think, in terms of that aspect of it and the family aspect of it and what you can do at a ballpark and just relationships you can build. I don't think there's any sport like it. And I just wanted to put that down on paper, really. And oh. just almost just give my appreciation to everybody that I'd met who'd made me feel that comfortable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I, a lot again, a lot of our guys responded to your article and, and uh, I think gave you some, some nice feedback in terms of, you know, making yourself vulnerable because it's not always easy to do, isn't it? In the public arena to actually say, you know, here's some of my weaknesses, but I think fair credit to you, Nick, that you were able to do yeah, that. And just and, to
4: say as well, Steve, if it's all right, sorry. Um of course. Because of COVID, I'm, a, I'm a head teacher, Nick, at a primary school, and the biggest impact of COVID on the children is on their mental health. And the waiting lists at the moment are for 18 months for children to go and see a counsellor or go and see some sort of mental health services. And it's the same for adults as well. And if you've got people who are brave enough to write about it and talk about it and put it out there, we've got to sort of take care of each other about it while we wait for the, the professionals to be able to see us because of the demand. And the fact that there's an article like that out there that shows people that you're not on your own and here's a way of being involved in a group. But actually just putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. joint, trying something new, meeting people in whatever form it is, um, is a really inspirational thing to do. So for that article to take that angle was fantastic, I thought. And I tweeted it, but you're here, Nick, and I want to tell you that as well. I thought it was a brilliant thing to do.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate that.
3: That's cool. Excellent. Right. Right. Well, having just built you up, <laughs> your mum might be writing to us. Um, let's uh, let's review then uh, the last four, four games. Then, uh, Nick, let's 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 start with you. What was your hopes and anticipation of the J series? Uh, where where did you think it would land? Four games later.
0: I honestly thought we'd split the series. Um, I thought you're you're a very good team. We're a pretty good team. I thought ultimately we, we had a tiny going, who usually is a, is a win and actually ended up being our worst defeat. And to be honest, I've come out of the series thinking it probably should have been a split. Um, I've come out of that and we lost three games by one run. Our ballpins imploded in all three. I've honestly come out of that and thought, you know what, if we'd have split that 2-2, probably would have been a fair... Reflection of how the series went. As it happened, it didn't because I'm sure we're going to get onto our bullpen has completely imploded in the last couple of weeks. And last night's game, I think, was the last two nights have honestly been very tough. Um, both, I think, the night before last, Trout hits a homer, we go up four three, and you think you got that—that's your moment. Your, your star player has put you in the lead. I think we had two innings to hold out, and we go and lose it. And then last night, we were 9-6 up. Oh. And again, go and blow it. We keep coming back. We keep taking the lead. You keep coming back. And it shows great resolve. But also, I don't want to go too much into it. But you'll find a lot of Angels fans that are highly critical of Joe Madden's bullpen management throughout this series. And I think you can probably see it. He threw guys out there, that, like Aaron Loop, for example, who, in fairness to him, is supposed to be one of our high-leverage, highly-paid guys. But he threw him out. He, he lost the game one of the days, or I think the second day. So, what does Joe do? He goes and throws him into high leverage the next day to try and work out of it. When in reality, he just went and blew the game again. So, there's a lot of question marks about how and which pitchers Joe used. But I'm frustrated to lose all four. I felt like we should have at least taken one. Yeah. Yeah. We're all well, used to seeing good ball games. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, go, on, Mark. I said,
2: we're all used to seeing Luke blow a game (laughs) at least once or twice a week. I used to say, you win some, you loop some.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's so weird, though, because obviously he had this career year last year with the Mets and his start with the Angels is actually was superb. I mean, he was untouchable for the first month of the season. And then the last two weeks, he's just imploded, as have, a lot of our <laughs> higher leverage pieces so is our closer I mean Ryso Iglesias was one of the best closers in baseball last year and again uh-huh. to start this year uh-huh. and he's blown two saves and given up a run in the ninth in the last two weeks again you, it's one of those things that you you can't I mean we we all know ballpens are volatile right they are the most volatile area of baseball and it's quite hard to trust them I say on a season by season basis but really it's on a week by week basis you don't really know what you're getting and Unfortunately, this week and last week we've just had a terrible run of bullpen pieces all imploding at the same time, and you can't trust any of them.
3: Yeah, Dave, uh, I just see some uh, question there from on YouTube. Do you want to just pick that up for him?
5: Yeah. So John, someone is asking, uh, "What was it like being amongst other heel fans uh, with their love for Trout and Otani, um, and how did they respect Vladdy, especially when he came in to speak to face?" Surely
0: Who's do you want me to take that? That's
3: for you, Nick. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, incredible to be amongst um, amongst fans and Shohei and Mike. I think let's be honest. I think now Shohei and Mike are universally loved, whatever ballpark they go to. The amount of boos that even home fans give if Shohei gets walked, for example, people just want to see him hit. People just want to see him play, and I think that again, that's another tick for baseball fans. Ultimately, we just love great baseball players and you want to see the best. And I think that definitely stems, I can say, from our side to Vladdy. I mean, Vladdy hitting a home run at Angel Stadium, whilst obviously I, I would have liked him not to have done. I also, I enjoy it. I mean, obviously his dad is a halo great. He's gone into the Hall of Fame as an angel. Lagrero Jr. should have been an angel, but our last GM decided... or previous GM, but one decided to waste the money on another Cuban import that had no impact, but that's beside the point. But I mean, he, he obviously grew up in angel stadium. He grew up in that clubhouse. It meant a lot to him to be able to hit that. And we respect that as much as anyone. So Mm. well done to him.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Elizabeth, what was your, what was your overall take? I mean, you, you said, you mentioned at the beginning that you'd hoped uh, three out of four, Uh, we got the four out of four. Do you feel the J, I mean, while we're going to take it, we're never going to not take every win that comes our way, but do you feel that was a fair reflection of the series?
1: Not necessarily. I think um, especially yesterday's game just seemed like it was a game of who can play worse baseball. <laughs> and, yeah. and from all standpoints, honestly, it wasn't even just the bullpens blowing it up. Like, Burrios had another rough start. He should have been really good for us. And we had to pull him early. Our bullpen didn't so did, do and, well. So did,
0: so did Sandoval, yeah, who's been our best. Yeah, Sandoval has
1: actually been really good yeah. and, and was just randomly bad. The bullpens weren't great, but then there were a lot of sketchy plays out in the field too, of just catches not getting made, balls getting away. It was just kind of, I mean, I think the score yesterday it was a fair reflection of the game because it was just everything happening all the time. To- like, Guriel Jr. got two RBIs via a, via walks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it wasn't even all just hard hit balls or anything like that, but. Then, like the Angels had Taylor Ward, who's come out of nowhere, who's a nobody, and all of a sudden is Jose Bautista <laughs> <laughs> when he accepts up to his plate. And you've got, you know, Otani with two home runs, and it was just—it was home runs, it was small ball, it was just kind of a mishmash of everything, but just very sloppy.
3: It was sloppy baseball, but there was some there was some quirky moments in there, wasn't there? It was the Tapia drive up the middle which bounced off the bag and went over your middle infielders nick and, and just you know we just we managed to get a few runs here and
0: there which were just crazy plays that that's we, the one that got me the most steve that, yeah, that's yeah. when you know it's not your series and not your week because to be honest i think you might have scored one run there anyway yeah. um, i'm not sure he was going to make the play regardless but to hit hit the base like that and bounce over two two infielders i mean you know your luck's out don't you
3: yeah, go and have a cup of tea and wait for the next uh, next game to start. I think is uh, is the uh, uh, moral of the story there. Mark, you were you were quite getting quite. I was going to say angry. That's probably a bit strong, but um, heated about uh, Charlie. What, what's your what's your take now? Having come out with four wins,
2: I think we got lucky yesterday. Uh, we should not have won that game. We the Angels, especially with the lineup we put out there, were a were a better team. I think, I mean, it was a sloppy game, like you said. I think uh, the Angels threw a ball twenty feet over the first baseman into the mm-hmm. into the stands, and then Espinall did the same thing for the Blue Jays and threw it over third base into the stands. And yeah, just just everything was going wrong for both teams. And it just like you said, worst team. Just it wasn't about who was better; it was about who was worse. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't been too impressed with with. Uh, Charlie Laley. I think the first year or two, a lot of people were complaining about him. I defended him. I wanted to give him a shot, see what he do. But I just, I haven't been a fan of his decision making lately. I don't know. Tapia was DH yesterday. Yeah, that raised a few eyebrows, didn't it? He's probably the worst hitter on the team, besides maybe um, uh, Zimmer. But yeah. why is he... Tapia is probably one of Tapia's main assets is defense. So yep. I kind of wondered, what is it? How does it make sense to DH Tapio? You? you could DH Gurriel or somebody else. We still else. couldn't
0: get it. We still couldn't get him out though. So <laughs> yeah,
2: well he got lucky, right? That that hit, that was evidence that he like he he just hit the ball straight back to the pitcher. The pitcher almost gloved it as well. Yeah. And then off the base, it was yeah. it's a comedy of that that hit was just a comedy. Yeah. But it- no, I haven't been too impressed with with Charlie Lilly.
3: Yeah, interesting. Tapia is third over the last seven days. He's third for RBIs. Uh so he's uh, coming in. Uh, Guriel's at uh, top with six RBIs. Jansen with five, and then Tapia with four. Uh,
2: so he's he's you know he's doing something right. Well, he's getting more playing time, I guess. Yeah, he, he's okay. I don't know. Maybe he's not as bad as I say. But if if we had a full healthy lineup and I never saw Tapia in a Jays uniform again, I'd be happy. Okay, I wouldn't complain, but he's he's okay, I guess. As a bench guy, yeah, sure. I just thought yesterday was a chance to sweep, and I know that we did, but you have, you gave Vladdy, and Teoscar and Jansen all the day off when we had we have a travel day today. There's no reason. This sounds you all these guys. The like three are hurt, though. When yeah, only they, they said Vladdy had like a sore hand or something, right? A sore wrist risk, yep. But I didn't think Tao and Jansen are hurt, are they? Yeah,
0: I, still
1: not right.
0: He, he said both of them. I saw this earlier. He said both of them had uh little injuries, little niggles. Did they? Yeah,
2: mm. yeah, got the, the, the twins right and the royals and the tigers down. coming up. Like this we Joe, got lots though, of teams coming up that we can give know, them breaks on.
0: Well, this sounds eerily familiar for me, though, because Angels fans have the same complaints. Joe Madden does the same thing, you'll have games like this where if you think he can sweep or whatever. And our Sunday lineups are usually horrific. All the backups in, and he's been giving players two days off in a row. That's his new thing this year. Even if we have an off day, he'll then give them another day off after that so they get two in a row off. And it's frustrating as a fan. Honestly, I don't mind it as much because I do think if you want to go deeper into the season, which we don't usually do, but if you do hypothetically want to do that, I understand the reasons behind giving them time off now so they're fresher.
2: I will say I've never been a complainer of management. I've always defended management, even Charlie. I'm just starting to get to that point where every time there's just more questionable calls and I'm or I'm just I'm just kind of getting mm. to the other side of that. Now I'm getting a little bit fed up. Mm. We're, we're a championship team. We can win. The sure. Angels are a great team too, by the way. I didn't think we were going to sweep them. I thought we might lose three. We could lose two or three out of four mm. easily. The way we are playing especially, totally. I just think – we got to
3: get those wins. Just go for it, but Dave, what, what was what's your make of? Uh, let's just talk about the offense over the last few days because this time last week we were all bemoaning the fact that nobody seemed to know what a baseball looked like uh, when they're standing yep. in the batter's box, and here even yesterday's game, another one-run game, but we've we've just managed to peep at um, you know eleven ten. So, what, what's your feeling about the offense at the moment for the Jays? Do you feel that that the corners
5: being turned so as we were saying I think with the bullpens and stuff over the last couple of days that's helped us but I don't really care if that's what we need to get going then that's what we need to get going so over the last week they are 22 for 74 with runners in scoring position which equals 297 they're batting you take that all season and that's after going 2 for 24 in the first 2 games against St Louis so over the, over the four-game series there, we're 20 for 50 with runners in scoring position. like That's what we've been missing. So as I say, it might not have been the best pitching, but if that's what we need to spark it, then that's great. I'm going to give you another stat, which no one will like, but I find it funny, so I'm going to give you it. We are 14-6 and six this year in games that we've had Kevin Beggio with the team. Hey, what a stat. He was the spark we needed. <laughs> Yes,
1: and pretty soon his batting average will be over 100.
5: <laughs> exactly, triple <laughs> <Double> digits.
1: <laughs>
5: but yeah. the other thing, like talking about management, what yesterday the thing that, that got me bases loaded was at the seventh or eighth, and Tapia comes to the plate, and we've seen, I can't remember if it was Teoscar if he'd been up yet, and Guerrero, both looking like they're ready to come up, and I'm going, bring them up. This is the one. Bring them up now. Don't wait for the next guy because there's no point if he's out. And then he came up good, and I was like, yeah, my fault. That's fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: But yeah. It was good. From our point of view, it was good fun in retrospect. There was a lot that wasn't good fun at the time. It was not easy to watch. And even like a couple of late ones, like Steve and I, we both had one where we've woken up in the morning and watched the end of the game. That's That was not the way I planned to start my Saturday. It was a high, highly stressful <laughs> end <end-time> to baseball game.
4: <laughs>
3: Well, I think Nick, but, you, yeah. you stayed up for the whole game, didn't you? Or yeah, you, I was. You've I was seen all of them life. live.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I saw three out of four. Saturday, I saw Friday, Saturday, Sunday live. That's um, very impressive. You, yeah, regrets. Yeah, full that's of regret. What, right That's now. why
3: I've got grey, and you haven't yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Daniel, what, what was your uh, what was your take just in terms of Jay's uh, offense, uh, and particularly, you know, I was going to think about diving in on, on Biggio. Good to see him uh, getting... He was. Getting he was hits. the
4: spark that lit the flame that, that got it all going. I oh, think I, we got back to the position that I, I thought we would be at the start of the season where when Trout hits a home run and the Angels go ahead or when they're 9-6 ahead after we'd been 6-2 or whatever it was, I was confident we could get the runs back. And whether that's because I saw how badly the Angels were pitching or whether that's because everyone was making a contribution and Matt Chapman... Got some really important runs in. I think mm-hmm. Guriel Gini had, was it, five hits yesterday. Um, Kirk looked like he was hitting the ball better and finding spaces if video scoring. You know, you can just look through the team. And actually last, last week we were saying, well, at least we've got Espinal. And he didn't really have to do too much for us in this series because everyone else was was chipping around. So I was really pleased. You know, I, you can always look at the opposition and say, oh, they weren't playing well Phew. But actually, you know, let's look at our guys and say everyone contributed more or less. Everyone's yep. hitting the ball well. I was, I think I said last week, I thought that coming up against Otani would sort of spark Guerrero a little bit. And I was really pleased he got his home run early on and off him as well. But I was, I'd So it was Nick. The,
3: Look at him. I yeah? mean, you can tell he's just like, he's, he's loving the mo-
4: <laughs> He was loving the moment. I thought we'd lose 3 1 the series. I, that's what predicted. Um, so I predicted. So I, and I'd have been happy with you know, even just 2 all and the fact that the bats seem to be firing again uh, would have been
5: great. But yeah, we've got to be pleased. Totally. Elizabeth, it was nice what? to see Otani having a part in the game yesterday after resting for the first three. <laughs> <laughs> I five. think I've got to go now. <laughs> oh man,
3: we're giving him all of this love, and you yeah, ruin it, Dave.
5: <laughs> oh, I'm only kidding. I mean, a, here's another question on Twitter. Oh, go. Yeah, go ahead. Just to see how how do you think the how far do you think the Halos will go this year? Um. <laughs> surely this is the year they make the full season
0: I think we will still make the wild card, I think we'll we'll get that third, to be honest the teams below us there's not much I'm too worried about currently Um, it's a long season and this is the thing, it's highs and lows, I came back from my trip, we're on a real high everything's going well, we had a great start to the year, we're on a 19 game stretch now which is going to be really tough for us we've obviously lost the first four of it which doesn't help we've now got the Yankees We've got the Phillies, we got the Mets, we got the Dodgers. So it's not make or break, but we're going to see what this Angels team is all about over the next couple of weeks. I still think we've got plenty in the tank to to make, to make a run and get the wild card, and we have to. I mean, this team ultimately, they're now in their primes. Mike Trout's not going to last forever, as great as he is. Atani's got one and a half more years with us. We have to capitalise now. So I'm hoping as we come up to the deadline, we'll get a bit more in another. Another pen piece or two and maybe a short stop because as great as Andrew Velasquez is in the field, he just cannot hit. And to be honest, same as our, we've been carrying a middle infield which can't hit all year. And eventually you can't do that when you come up against better teams like yourselves. Yeah. yeah.
5: Hopefully hopefully you sweep the Yankees though. Mm.
0: The thing yeah, is, but... I wouldn't put it past us. That's the sort of yeah. team we are. I would yeah. not put us past us going to Yankee Stadium and at least winning two of those games.
5: Yeah. And I think this yeah. is, I think you've hit them at the right time. Do you know they've got a couple of injuries and stuff like that? And they're, got, yeah, they're, got, they're still got, winning games, but they're not as dominant as they, they have been. We
0: got Atani and Syndergaard on the mound the next two days as well. Or we got a day off today, but we got we got our best pitches going as well. So I, I'm optimistic. I think we can definitely win games off the Yankees.
3: Do it. We'll all be Thank rooting you. for you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I think, uh, you know, the Angels have always been a good side and we, you know, it was a joy. It was a joy for us, obviously, to win those four games. But I think, you know, in my heart of hearts, I felt we we, we probably at least nicked one of those games when we shouldn't shouldn't have won it. Uh, but, Nick, I just want to give you thanks for coming on on what must have been one of the hardest weeks to come and visit <laughs> us. Uh, really appreciate your time tonight. And uh, just uh, we're, we're going to let you go because we're going to have a little chat about... Um, a bit more Blue jay stuff in terms of what's happening and uh, coming up. Uh, so I don't want to uh, keep you for, for that, but uh, just so everybody knows where you can are in terms of, I'm sure most people know your Twitter handle, uh, but do you want to just give us a little bit about that and also the MLB community UK stuff?
0: Yeah. So you can find me at LA angels UK on, on Twitter, Instagram, and we just started a TikTok as well. So trying to get a, a younger audience uh, following our stuff. So Find us all there. And of course, as you mentioned, Steve, I also am part of at MLB UK community. We organise meetups, watch parties monthly in London. We would try and get them around the country as well. Um, keep an eye out there, especially as we got the London series officially coming back next year. We've got home run derby next month or two months time. So yeah, just keep an eye on that. And uh thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it chatting
3: with you uh, all. It's been great to see you. I just see, just before you go, I just see uh uh Darren uh, on YouTube has just said hey Nick always smashing it for the MLB UK community so uh, there you are so a little bit of credit to you man so well <laughs> done great great to chat to you again i uh, will catch up with you I'm sure after we've all yeah. finished this evening but uh, yeah thanks thanks for your time really appreciate that no worries
0: thanks we'll see, again. we, we yeah.
3: got you in august have not we is it uh, august i've uh, not got the schedule in front of me but we'll I, we'll see you then we'll get we'll get our revenge Absolutely. I did hear our schedule gets
2: easier in August. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. All
3: right, but... all right, man. Catch you later. Thanks for see that. Ya. There we go. <laughs> uh, well done to him. That wasn't easy, was it? But uh, <laughs> bless no. him for, for for coming on. Um, let's you know just. What, just sorry, to I got see
5: you mentioned, Darren. He's. I don't know if you will see him on the UK Facebook page. He's is incredibly active, Mets fan, and he's gone over in July or June. I can't remember, but. Hopefully he gets the same treatment as Nick did at yeah. Angels,
3: yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to to <laughs> see that. Uh, and Dave, as I said, Dave, who does the UK Phillies account, he's just about to go out to the Phillies as well now. So, uh, uh, And he he had a bumper trip uh, a couple of years ago, which has uh, got his name kicked around the Phillies world. So uh, good for, for these guys. Uh, I obviously need to do a bit of hard work <laughs> for the next time when I come over. Right. Uh, any other thoughts on the... Uh, Angel series that we want to just say you know, that Nick's gone, that we don't really want to upset him, him any more than we had to. Um, I mean, I think for me, the Vladdy home run on the first game against Otani, do you think that was a key moment for him? Did, did it make any difference that it was off Otani, or it, is it just good to see him getting bat on ball? He wants to take that?
4: Uh, the fact it was, it was, I think the fact it was off Otani might just personally have, have given him a little bit of satisfaction. But the fact it was two games in a row, after a few games without, I mm-hmm. think is really important, whoever it was off, I think was really important just for his morale and for the team as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that helped. I was a little bit worried about um, Romano coming in. I know we're coming back to Charlie and decisions and things like that, but I wouldn't want anything happening to him. And I know his speeds were down when he came in. Was it the third game in a row mm-hmm. or whatever it was? So I'd, I'd, I'd like us to manage him a little bit better. Days, yep. but uh, and I worry with the so many close games, we, we've got to do that and watch out for him. Um, I think
5: that I think that was okay trying that, I don't like because that's the, I think that's the first time he's done that three days in a row. I think that's okay letting him try it and see how it goes. And it didn't work, and we know that now, so yeah, let's not do that awesome.
3: again. Yeah, and and in terms of pitching generally, Elizabeth, what was your take on how we our starting pitches did? We talk, mentioned Burris didn't do so well yesterday, but beyond that, reasonably happy over the last four games?
1: Yeah, reasonably happy. Um, Manoa continues to do crazy well. He's like almost the ace of our staff now. Um, yeah, I, I think what bothered me more other than you know, Barrios having to come out early. I think it was more some of the bullpen things. But along with the questionable decision to put Romano in for a third day, and now we know that doesn't work, Mm. there's the whole Barucki thing. And I hope Mesa comes back now and are like, was this the last time we see Barucky in a Blue Jays uniform? Are we done with the Barucky experiment? Ooh. Part of me wonders if Charlie just keeps putting him out there as like as kind of forcing Mark and Ross's hand and saying, "Hey, look, you made these trades last year that worked out really well that got us Simbruno and Richards. Yeah. You keep trying to tell me that Barucky is a good major leaguer, so I'm going to keep putting him out there because this is what you're force-feeding me." Mm. It keeps not working, so get me something better.
3: Mm. He wasn't wearing his new spectacles, though, which did worry Oh, him. I
1: saw that tweet about, oh, look, Baraki's got new glasses yeah. and he's going to wear them on his outing. And then he came out and he wasn't he wearing them. And, was crap. and I was like, well, what was the point of that then?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I heard him on a podcast talking about that um, they, he needed glasses. Uh, and uh, we hear Danny Jansen's um, story about his glassing, glass wearing and he, and he said, it's like, oh, my goodness, I can see, like, in HD now with glasses on. And Baraki was saying, oh, yeah, I think there's something going on. And, yeah, definitely need something, just waiting for them to come through. And, of course, as you say, he saw the photo and, yeah, got his new glasses and comes out and he hasn't got them on. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense.
5: yeah uh, I saw be- um, somebody was asking Hazel May about Mazer when he'll be back. um. And she said this was yesterday, the last update from the team was continuing throwing, progressing up to 120 feet, no timetable for return. Okay. Yep. That could be better, but yeah. Pro- progress anyway.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. So pretty good four days. Let's um if you can rewind your memories back also to uh the St. Louis series, uh where we tied the series. That that was the first game, I think, after we spoke last week mark uh, came out with that uh, split series happy with that result no no i didn't think you would be
2: again he brought out uh who was it again who were just talk- we-, we blew the game baraki. he brought out baraki yeah with the bases loaded in the 10th inning what are you i don't understand that move at all you have 10, 10 relievers in the bullpen, better than Baraki. The game's on the line. So, no, I wasn't I wasn't happy with that game. I was happy with the rest of it, though. Yeah. If we lose, we can lose a game with, uh, with Romano or with Simber. But at least, to me, put your best guys in there when the game's on the line. Mm. And if you lose with your best, then so be it.
3: What's the answer to all these one-run games? Because even yesterday's, you know, with the, the we've been talking about the the offense not not doing its part. The, you know, the pitching and the, the relief guys coming in, also having to to pitch in a situation where you know the, the game's right on the line. We we don't seem to have got that balance yet. You know, we've scored a lot of runs, but we've you know let a lot of runs also be scored. Where where do we need to see? some of the games that we had last year I, I remember my son-in-law came around uh a few times and I, every time he's around i try and educate him on the the beauty of baseball and uh so we'd, we'd have a few jays games on on a sunday evening and they just seem to be get. he said every time i come here they like win you know 15-1 or something 15-2 and it was last season that was that was happening and yet this year we we just seem to be caught up in these little one run games or big one run games. And uh, it's putting the pressure on right across the board, isn't it? Um, Daniel, what, what's, what, what's the answer to managing the offense and, and reducing the amount of runs that the, the, the pitches are giving away.
4: I don't know. I, I wonder if it's managing the defense. more. I think it comes down to oh. sloppiness. Sometimes, I mean, some of the here's a, here's a cultural reference for our Canadian friends. It's a little bit Chuckle Brothers, isn't it? With the lead sometimes, <laughs> a bit like to me, <laughs> to you, and all of that. But, yeah. but actually, those sorts of games like yesterday, we just seem to lose a bit of discipline or a little bit of control, and we we manage to lower ourselves to the level that the other team are playing at. And so they're always yeah. going to be runs it up. And whether it comes down to the bullpen decisions, whether it comes down to Espinal launching the ball into the crowd, because you know someone else is has done it. We just don't seem to, I don't know, the stats might prove me wrong. I don't know that we have that many shutout innings, the innings after we've just taken a lead or we've just scored runs ourselves. It seems like our pitchers are always chasing it because we're giving up lead, you know, so soon after. So I think it's more a defensive thing than an offensive thing. And I think it's sloppiness Mm. um, when it does happen.
1: Mm.
3: Dave, what's your, what's your take on the, on the defense side? Um, any particular holes that you're concerned about? That yeah, because I I mean I think the infield are doing reasonably well. I I, I mean I, you know that well, I, I can't recall off the top of my head too many issues beyond the ones we've already mentioned when you know SP threw it over the head and and so on. But Chapman's been stellar. Bo hasn't made any errors this week. Am I right in saying that? Uh, I don't think he has. Vladdy hasn't made an error all season on first base.
5: yeah I think that's the incredible one for me. I mean, he was, he was, he was good at first base last year, but yeah, not making an error has has been really impressive. Um, I, I think generally it's been okay. There just seems to be when it happens, it costs us, I, yeah. I, or that's how it feels. I feel like we've not really had many errors where that they then gotten the pictures, gotten out of it, or whatever we've got away with it. It feels like when there's an error. Or are letting in runs and that's costing us. Yeah. Do you know it? It maybe just feels like that from a fan's point of view, but yeah, I'm going to, I know this is not a popular person and personality-wise, not one of my favourites, right? But I always admired when Stroman was in the mound, if someone made an error, the first thing he did was look at them and say, I've got you. I've got your back here. Do you know what? And I'm not doubting that other pitchers have that same mentality, but I think that was a big thing, just like, so like, they, remember the game Last week was it The Chapman had the two errors mm-hmm. Like that sort of thing Like just I've got you just just settles them down A wee bit Like Do you know what I mean yeah. um, But I don't know I think As we've as we've said Every single week Up until now The offence has been struggling Hopefully with that Going a bit better now There won't be so many One run games Do you know that that As good as our pitching Being the The offence has meant To be our strength Yep yeah. If that's going just, it doesn't even need to be amazing. If it's just going the way it should go, mm. then it, sh- it shouldn't be as tight. But I kind of feel we could still. I know Mays is out injured. I feel like we could still do with one more quality reliever. Yeah. Do know, but I mean Ross Stripling, I think could be that guy. But he's kind of stuck there now. He's the swing man, and he's come in for a save all night. <laughs> like maybe they need to abandon him being the swing man and just let him be the, a more high leverage situation. Yeah. So no, they did he not go like six days or something between pitching there? But yeah, it seems a bit of a waste if he's pitching well and he's he's hardly there.
3: Yeah. Elizabeth just had a question on YouTube. Um just what what is everyone's thoughts on Chapman since we are now two months into the season? What what was your feeling about how well he settled into the team?
1: Um, I think personality-wise, he's great. He's getting along with everybody. Everybody on the team seems to like him. He's having fun. It seems to be a good fit personality-wise. He is great defensively, aside from that one game where he had the two errors that was kind of a little, you know, mixed up. But everybody's got their off days, so I'm not too worried about one game so far that was a little iffy. Um, but with the bat, he's been exactly where I expected him to be, yeah given like, I think I was talking to you, Steve, about this er early on in the season when we first signed him. And I said, you know, I had him for a while on my fantasy team last year and I rage dropped him because he refused to hit a damn thing. Yep. And that's kind of the guy he is this season. He had, I think maybe one career year where he was a really good hitter. And other than that has always been, you know, not, he's been kind of meh, the kind of guy that probably if he weren't such a great defender, he would maybe be back and forth from the mine. He'd be getting sent down now and then too. He'd be more of a sometimes he's here, sometimes he's not kind of guy. Yeah. But because of his defensive skills, that's what keeps him in the majors. Absolutely. So
3: yeah, and that's what he's. Here I'm
1: I'm not necessarily thrilled with what we get from him at the plate, but I'm also not surprised by it.
3: Yeah, sure. He, I mean, he he is what he is. So I think you know, as you said right at the beginning. When he joined us, we we knew roughly what we were going to get from him, and uh, I think that's just about what we are seeing. I mean, I think, to be fair to him, I thought he he beat out the uh, the run to the first base yesterday well, um, you know, taking that slide into to first to dodge the tag, uh, you know. So I, I mean I I like Chapman. I I think he brings a lot to our team, um, but he's never going to be he's never going to be high up in the batting order. I think that's just just the reality. Uh, Daniel. what? I don't know whether we talked about this last week, but um Espinal being promoted up through the batting order uh, an interesting move, but don't think he's going to stay there um but clearly Charlie's sort of thinking through that let's let's get the you know the bats up the order that are, are doing something at the moment um, well that's it yeah and it
4: you know it's not a, it's not a long term strategy is it but sometimes yeah every now and again you go with the people in form and you move them up maybe with with Tapia as well. You know, he was he was he'd been putting bat on ball, so that's maybe why he DH'd even though it wasn't ideal yesterday too. So sure. as long as that's not something we rely on and we just move everyone around just because someone happens to have three or four decent games in a row. Yeah. But I was I was okay with trying it. I mean, Teo wasn't really doing much, was he? So let's switch Didn't it up a little bit, see what happens. And uh and it, again, it's one of those things that was worth a go. Hasn't quite worked, putting back down and, and get him more productive lower down.
3: Yeah, yeah. And and Bo seems to be now sort of firing, not quite all four, but pretty much all four cylinders. He, he's hes getting more contact as well, which is really uh positive to see. Obviously a massive home run yesterday just to tie the game up. So uh, it's good to good to see Bo doing well. I'm just conscious of the time and I just wanted to have a little chat about the forthcoming month. Um I sent to you all uh, yesterday. Was it today? I can't remember which day I sent it. <laughs> days are all going into one uh in terms of uh june and uh we for here in the uk we have a bumper month of 12 games that are uk friendly time so i'm just going to put that up uh for everybody watching uh so yeah we've got um chicago two games at uh with the twins uh one with the royals a couple of the tigers uh orioles couple of the yankees White Sox um, and uh, the Brewers a couple of games towards the end. So, yeah, bumper bumper month for us all. Um, Mark, you were fairly strong in your thoughts on uh, which teams we would do well and which ones we've got to be concerned about. How do you see the month of June playing out?
2: Well, we should win two out of three against the White Sox, I would think. The White Sox are, are still a really good team, but they're not playing at their best. I think we're better anyways. So I, I think realistically we should take two out of three. Yep. Minnesota, Kansas City, Detroit, Baltimore. I'm looking forward to that set.
3: Because mm.
2: I think, what's that, three, six, 12 games there? Yep. I think we could win nine, nine to ten of those. I think we can win nine or ten of those 12 games. So I think we're – I think we're – this is the time where we should hopefully see Guys like Vladdy and Tail, some of these guys. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna get out of their slumps in the next two weeks, then it could be a long season. I think. Mm.
3: Yeah, I saw something. Yeah. I... Sorry, go on.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm just looking. I think the next week and a half, two weeks, we should get a lot of wins.
3: Yeah, I saw somebody uh, somebody tweet out yesterday about the strength index. Uh, so this is the uh, index of understanding how hard a team you've been playing at a particular point in the season. And uh, I think the Jays have the, have had the second hardest strength indexed uh, schedule for the first two months compared to the other you know, 28 teams. Uh, so I think it's a fair reflection of why it's been quite tricky. Uh, Dave, are you hoping that with this coming month that we're going to see some, actually some momentum now kicking in behind the team?
5: Yeah, absolutely. As we're saying, the first couple of weeks, especially the end of the month, is a bit harder. We've got, who was it, the Yankees? Was it Yankees, Orioles, Brewers and Red Sox? The Red Sox seem to be coming round a bit as well just now. Um, Brewers and the Yankees especially are going to be difficult, but mm. up until that point, it's almost as easy as it's going to get, isn't it? So, yeah, Hopefully this is hopefully that's the bats woken up a bit and we can start steamrolling some of these teams and start closing the gap a wee bit. Do you know? Yeah, the Yankees are thinking they're great and that's fine. They can do that, but we're coming for you. You know, <laughs> you sneak up behind them like a ninja.
3: You <laughs> like you sound like somebody from Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I when I was speaking to um, Shahab Ali on. Uh, Tuesday uh Tuesday or oh, whatever day it was uh this week and I was asking, you know, him about whether we could catch up the Yankees and I, I think it's very doable, isn't it? I mean, we can see it, because there's so many games the fortunes can flip so quickly and I think, you know, even this last 7 days where we were well all apart from Elizabeth, uh, you know, just reflecting in terms of oh, it's not so good and you know, now 7 days later, here we've taken 5 out of 6. Things are looking a lot sweeter. The Rays have taken a couple of games off the Yankees as well. Um, I know, obviously, in the same division as us, but it just makes, means that lead isn't being pushed away. Um, Daniel, you're you looking forward to June? you got high hopes for a good month?
4: I have, yeah. It's interesting. We only play 10 games against divisional rivals as well. I don't know what the normal breakdown in a month is, but you could be in a position where we do really well and win our games, but then... It doesn't impact on how well other teams are doing quite so much because they're off winning theirs as well, which would be interesting to see. But I think that'd be great. I think a few weeks ago we talked about that Yankees series, what, the 18th of June? And it would be really interesting having not played them for a while to see where both teams are at then. And you've got to be confident of coming into that quite hot with the games that we've got before. So I think that would be a fantastic series and then see what Boston are like at the end of it as well. But no, I think it'd be a great month for us.
3: Yeah, very good. Elizabeth, I wanted to um, just finish uh, this evening just uh, reflecting a little bit on the red shirt jersey behind me. Um, Russell Martin has announced his retirement. What news was that like uh, in Canada? Because obviously he is a, a mega, mega star in your part of the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was really a surprise to anybody because he hasn't played in a while. Sure. Um, But it was, it just, it was great to see like all of the memories come back and all of like the, oh, remember when Russell Martin did this and remember these times with Russell Martin and just like the love that everybody shared and of course with him being a Canadian who played on the Blue Jays kind of makes it extra special. So just having everybody kind of have that ah Canadian boy and like so even people reminiscing over some of the times that he was playing with other teams too but he was still a Canadian in the sport that just did had a really fantastic career yeah in the sport too was amazing so you know good for him and maybe he he's retired from playing but maybe the Blue Jays bring him back as a coach of some sort or something like that.
3: Well, he seems to have golf set in his uh, radar mm-hmm. at the moment, doesn't he? That's what he's talking about. I, was, I suspect Dave noticed that. That uh, He's a smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's looking very well. I have to say, when I saw saw his video, uh, you know, he looks well, looks happy, seems to be quite content with the decision he's made, looking forward to whatever he's going to do in the golf world. So, uh, yeah, we wish him well.
1: Um, Mark- Does that mean that I don't get to talk about how I feel about June?
3: Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Did I not ask you that? I I do apologise. Right, no, uh, tell us about your June thoughts. We'd love to hear them.
1: Oh, I just wanted to say, like, with the White Sox coming up and Tim Anderson is apparently hurt, and they've got some some of their other key players that are injured right now and out Mm -hmm. too, so that should help. And then Minnesota, it sounds like there's a few guys who are going to be put on the restricted list that won't be allowed to travel to Canada too, and I think that we just really need to take advantage of those as well to not only... Yeah. beat them crush their souls would oh, be nice she holds nothing back
3: this woman absolutely but and
1: also like think of think of how big yesterday's game was too because even if the team had won three or four but lost yesterday the plane ride back to toronto is still not as fun yeah. even though you've won the series if you're coming off of a loss it's still not as much fun as when you're like, if they had won three or four, yeah. But one of the losses had been earlier in the season. Even that's different. When you're coming back on the plane after a win like that, that can just do so much for them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, they're going to hit the ground running, aren't they? Coming into Toronto and hopefully lots of good support. Have you got many days uh, booked out to be down there.
1: I will be down there on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday.
3: Very good. Very good. Uh, Mark, let's just... Well, we'll we'll start to to close down. Um, Just your thoughts on Russell Martin. I was just going to ask you and any particular memories that you have of seeing him play?
2: I mean, I used to watch him. I think he was always... His best years were probably before he was a Blue Jay. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I I actually... I loved watching him with the Blue Jays, but I don't think he was that great. But it's probably his best moment in the Blue Jays. Was uh, wasn't he the one that started the big inning and the Batista bat flip? He was the first batter in that inning, he got on by air. Uh, that was, uh well, there was a few errors in that inning, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> I think he was the first one, and, I, and then he got the second by air as well before yeah. they flipped him for Dalton Pompey.
3: That's it. And yeah. I just
2: remember like seeing his face when he slid into second base, just so pumped up and excited. And at that point, like after we won that series, I thought we might win a championship. I thought we were gonna win the whole thing that year, to be honest. Yeah. And it was just fun to see. Like I would have loved to see the Jays win with Russell Martin. That would have been one of the greatest things you could. We could have watched, but sure. fortunately, we came just short. But yeah, I I love Russell Martin. Yeah. I got. By the way, I also have a red Russell Martin jersey. Hey,
3: there we are. Rock, I just
2: sit in front of it,
3: rocking, <laughs> rocking rock our, rock our red. Ru, oh, I can not say that. Red Russell Martin jerseys. Excellent. We, we must. Uh, Canada Day, of course, is coming up soon, isn't it? So it's uh, not not yeah. a month away. So uh, we will all be dressed. I'm going to wear mine on Canada Day on that week, whenever that is. Okay, let's uh, let's just go around uh, the diamond, as it were. Um, Daniel. What's your week ahead? Uh, anything exciting happening in your world?
4: Absolutely not. I'm on half term. Um, so it's it's a week off. So I think we might be going to the zoo tomorrow. So it's nice stuff. Um, just want to say as well, I know, you know we've we've had a chat tonight about Charlie Montoya and we've said that we disagree with a few of his decisions. But I saw on Twitter earlier, I think it was the UK account, Batflipper Nerds tweeted it, that the level of abuse that's being aimed at his wife and his children For Mm. the decisions that he is making as the manager of a ball, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just stop it. Mm. Whoever's doing it, it's you know, even personal abuse towards him shouldn't be happening. But let's not, you know, let's be better than that. Let's Mm. not involve anyone else. Criticize the decisions he makes, argue against them from a baseball point of view, Mm. by all means. But leave families out of it. Same goes for players, for umpires, for anyone. I just think it's, it's a really sad thing that it's happening. Um, I know social media makes it easier and easier for things like that to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone can just be a little bit better than that. And I shall get off my soapbox and get ready (laughs) for
3: that. Totally understand that. And uh, yeah, very well said. Mark, in your world, anything exciting happening?
2: Not really, just working. I'm going to watch every game if I can. I got a game tonight, nice weather for it. So I think I'm just going to enjoy the weather and enjoy some baseball all week.
5: Very nice. Excellent. Dave? um nothing too much a couple of days off at the end of the week for the queen
3: yeah, it's very great.
5: kind of her um and that's that just enjoy some baseball i think we've got was it thursday and saturday sunday we'll get this week friendly times yeah Is that I right? Think so. so yeah I'm, in fact i'm at a wedding on saturday so i'll not see it but i'll maybe i'll maybe sneakily check some scores under the table or something yeah. and...
3: <laughs> very good elizabeth how's your week looking
1: um good just looking forward to getting back out to the ballpark again seems like it's been a hot minute since i was down there so it'll be nice it will be my first series working with the roof open because i wasn't there for the last one so of course yes that's always nice looking forward to that
3: very good well i've got uh hopefully tomorrow I'm going to be speaking to ricky romero so that's going to be quite awesome. cool yeah so look Great. forward to that and just totally i'm hoping they're both going to be on um, but certainly Ricky's going to be around, so yeah, going to be recording that tomorrow. So I've no idea what I'm going to ask him yet, but because um, I, I guess you guys have all listened to to Let's Go Ricky Rowe Pod, and a lot of their style of pod is much more about stories and stuff rather than sort of game analytics. So I want to perhaps dive into some of his stories and hear a bit of bit of that sort of stuff. So yeah, looking looking forward to that. So so that's good. And as you say, we've got a couple of bank holidays this weekend, courtesy of. Her Majesty, so we are very grateful for that. So looking forward to Thursday and Friday off, and then we'll be back this time next week. Um, I d- I, haven't, I haven't even sort of predicted what we thought in terms of. Let me just get the uh, the games up again. So we've got three against Chicago, and three against uh, Minnesota. So let's just quickly go. How, how many wins losses are we hoping for? Daniel, off the top of your head, what do you, what would you like to see out of those six games?
4: Five and five and one. Five, please. And one?
3: Yeah, I, I assume in terms of wins. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark.
2: I was going to say five and one as
3: well. Five and one, very good. So I'll stick with that. Uh, Dave.
5: That's right. I was going to say we're we're going streaking the now. Oof.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth, are you going to ups- upset the apple cart.
1: Yep. Go on then.
3: All... Yes, I knew she would. <laughs> I knew she would. <laughs> there is no can't wait to message her after our first last. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely no very good guys thank you so much for your time tonight and for everybody who's been as i can see on the side of my screen the the chat box going uh quite busy tonight so that's nice to see so thank you for everybody who's been contributing and just asking questions and listening along uh we love to have you uh along with us we will be back the same time next week Whatever you're doing, have a great time. Enjoy your bank holiday weekends, and we'll see you soon. Take care, now. Bye-bye.
1: The Red, White, and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays
2: Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jay story to share, let us know. Email us at BlueJaysFansUK at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at BlueJaysFansUK. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.